Jesus. Hello, everybody. Um, I had a sponsee and he went out like, I don't know, four months ago. And he just finally, me and a couple other people from our group kind of gave him a little nudge here and there every once in a while, see if he's okay, you know. And uh, he popped back up and now he's back in, you know. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know, like, where to begin with them or, or try to help them. So, I mean, he didn't drink today, which is really good. And he went to a meeting last night. So, uh, you know, he's an older guy. His health isn't all that great because of the booze and alcohol and everything. But I'm just, like, curious, like, what direction to go next, you know, with him. Hmm. Well, for people who aren't familiar with recovery, uh, this is a recovery question about how to be of a, of service to a newcomer who or maybe a retread and uh again there's no real rote answer but i always would suggest get your externals down yeah go to certain meetings and keep going to those meetings take a commitment at one of those meetings yeah have a sponsor that you meet once a week or at least talk to a few times. Yeah. And uh, just start looking at step one and step two. Yeah, because step one and step two, as it's presented in the 12 by 12, another book in, in recovery, is both of them are reflective steps. The first step is you reflect about what it was like drinking and using. Yes. And then that brings you to the, obviously the first step, which is, you know, you're a palace over this stuff or whatever, this takeover and uh, your life has become unmanageable. Yeah. So you reflect on that and that's basically uh, the synopsis of it is the first step. And then the second step is uh, we came to believe something greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity concerning concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink yeah so that's the second step so while you're getting your externals together you go over the first and second step yeah yeah okay so because the externals create a a basis that something else can uh you know instead of trying to balance something on a tilted table you get the table straight and then the thing sort of gets balanced, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not pushing him right now because he's really fresh, you know? And yeah, just, just go to meetings. He needs yeah. to be just a detox. So, yeah. Just uh, yeah. go to meetings and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've taken him through the book. I've taken him through the doc's opinion. I've got him all the way up to the four step and he failed. Yeah. Well, he wasn't ready. So just yeah. get him back to the yeah. uh, basics. Yeah go through it again with him yeah you know again it has nothing you and i don't and him even doesn't play the major role it's something greater than ourselves is uh gonna be the great the biggest influence yeah yeah and yeah. I, I try to explain like for me i try to explain that that my higher power is only in the present moment it doesn't exist anywhere else everything else is you know here well we don't either yeah we don't exist anywhere else either 
Only in the head do we exist in time, past and future. Right. But in fact, we don't exist anywhere but now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to explain that because it's so hard to explain that to somebody. Well, you don't try. He needs to just pick up chairs and sit in the front. Yeah. And yeah. share and and uh, talk to other people before and after the meeting. That's not. Yeah, the one thing he he likes is that the crowd the crowd that's there, I'll show him a lot of love all the time. You know, oh, there you go. That's yeah. That's, that's good for everyone. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, and you know, if he goes out, it's not your fault. And if he stays, it's not your fault. Yes. <laughs> you just, you're doing it actually to keep your condition healthy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you should really, on some level, stay out of his, the business of his condition. Right. Other than, you know, getting sober. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Anyone else have any other thing? And this is just opinion from my experience with people. It's always an individual thing when you're not dealing with any individual, really. So it's based on, uh, you know, there'll be a window slightly open or the back door or through the skylight, you don't know how it's going to be. And presented. he just happened to call right when I was like frustrated about it, some stuff, you know, that was going on. And then he called and then I went about my day and everything was just freaking beautiful. Man. <laughs> yeah, great. Yes. That's, uh, yeah. Getting out of, uh, you know, that preoccupation. Yeah. Yeah. You know? not getting out of the preoccupation as that which is the preoccupation right. but getting out of the preoccupation yeah yeah you feel different better you feel available you feel bigger you feel present and uh hopefully uh instead of trying to think trying that the feeling of presence as a place you arrive at it's nice to know it's the all-time starting point yeah like it's a given that you're present. Yeah. Yes, it's a given. That's the condition. That can't be erased or undermined. It can be hidden, so to speak, by a lot of activity, but it can't be moved or put somewhere else or yeah. And this is the the beauty of the message. The message doesn't need reinforcement or chanting because it's always there. Yeah it resonates itself. You don't have to, uh, you know, the bell, you know, the clangor of the bell hits once and then it's like an infinite reverberation. Yeah. You don't have to be clanging the bell. You really don't. If you feel like you have to clang the bell, it doesn't matter. You know, the bell is going to clang itself anyway. But what has, you know, uh, Something must have been believed to believe that you have to get into the moment, yeah? To believe you have to get into the moment, there must be a belief that you could be out of the moment, yeah? And a lot of people 
have just tried to get into the moment. This is just a novel invitation. Why not see if you can ever be out of a moment? If you can't be out of the moment, the whole point of getting into the moment is dropped. Yeah. And once and when it drops, it validates itself. And then you're on to something. So you stop looking for what can't be found. You just stop. Yeah. You don't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha anymore. You just don't. Things hit a point where something stops and it stops. You don't have to hold it down. And then if you let it, if you let go, it comes back up. It stops. It does. It sort of runs dry. There's no more interest and attention going down that that uh, aqueduct. Yeah, maybe it's put to a different use, but it's not fucking uh, moving away the attention and interest from this moment. It isn't, you know, trying to get it engaged with some insane idea like you can be out of a moment or you're disconnected from the Godhead or like the Course of Miracles says, the guilt, the mental guilt you're suffering is from an imaginary condition that you split from the Godhead. Yeah, it never happened. That's why they go through a process. I may be missing how it's meant in the book, but how I remember it, the idea of forgiveness, in a sense, after you see a lot of it, it's replaced with atonement, which means nothing ever happened to forgive. Yeah. So uh, the forgiveness can go, can go only so far. And then when it stops, there's another aspect, which is the atonement. So here, you're wanting to arrive, for some of us, has been 35 years in the making, 35, 40 years. Some people have shared about it. Yet, every all the arrivals uh, just triggered another departure and then another arrival. When every time the arrival failed or even succeeded, there was a whispering that we overlooked, which is on having never left. Yeah. Because we are so busy, keep looking, we don't we didn't realize on having never left. But now you have, you've heard it. Yeah. And then when the next arrival occurs and that whisper occurs, you're that you're going to be available to it. Yes. And then Journeys will be offered. You may even take them, but the meaning of the journey will, will change on dramatically. Yes. It's going to be lighter. Yeah. It may get called off after a day. It could go, you know, it may be so open that if something got you, uh, hit you with something, you would just veer off. Yeah. And maybe you'd find another way to express what you're trying to achieve, yeah, to to arrive at, uh, to to arrive at the point of no arrival. Really, I feel like it happens because I just listen to satsang, yeah, and the satsang of non-duality brought into stark contrast the misunderstandings of me listening to every other message before. So all those messages, even though they may have failed, they had great value because I saw I saw something in them 
with the lens or with the with the glasses of non-duality. I saw why you can't get into the moment because you're not out of it. And you can't get out of something you're not in. It's finally, and that logic has felt seamless in my experience. It doesn't revert back to the falsehood. And again, it's it non-duality stays as a negation. Beautiful, because it it assumes the positiveness is already available at all times. You don't need to do anything about that. What you need to do is see what we're not. And in this, the being aware of what you're not, then the awareness becomes free, yeah, to be aware of, and you'll fill in the blanks, yeah, yeah. And of course, a lot of people have hold have held on to a spiritual rock, and now now they that grasp has been weakened, and now you're in flowing again in an uncertainty. That's just a minor phase. It all chills out. Yes. It all chills out. You get you get caught in the, like the, the shuffling of the cards. You don't know you're familiar with the hand you used to be playing. And now the cards are back getting shuffled and it can be disconcerting to what we're not. But it all gets clearer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You don't lose any interest and attention. You just lose interest and attention in things. Yeah. And maybe those that interest attention will now be in no thing, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. And it will be enriching a day, whatever else is going on. That's what I mean. What we've been missing in our life has always been there. We were just missing it because we were obsessed. There was an obsession, a focus on a mental idea just sort of like if you walked into a giant classroom and there's this huge giant blackboard and someone just put one little dot of a piece of chalk your head would go to the dot of the chalk at the expense of the of the the large black chalk you know chalk board your your attention would go right to that point yeah that's the programming the programming falls back on myopic all the time yeah it may have an event where it's panoramic but the habit is to go myopic yeah and the beautiful thing is to now know what is reverting back to that you know preset preset uh position is not you. So when it goes myopic, you see it panoramically. Yeah. Instead of listening to the story that, oh, I've lost it, you see that as a story. Yeah. Oh, I've become myopic. You're not, no, you haven't. The panoramic is seeing that act. Before, the act would suck the attention and interest and put it into that little focus, yeah? And then the whole universe seemed not to be available. But that's only a, a magic trick. Yeah, it's only an aspect of dreaming. So once you get a flavor of the panoramic, the panoramic sees the myopic. 
It's not in it's not in an argument with it. It it includes it, and that's part of a of the definition of a panoramic view. Whatever is in the view is included. It's not excluded. It's not circled, and I've got to beat that or get out of that. It's it's included, and the uh, the migration of the birds of attention and interest will will fucking fill the sky the mind sky it will you'll just see i saw one today we were going over the this lagoon and at the end of the lagoon a huge flock of white birds took off it was unbelievable really beautiful yeah and then with the blue and then some white clouds and then there was some agitation on the blue of the uh, lagoon and the sand it was, so, it was just a just beauty like eight like uh Michelangelo strokes of of art, you know, just beautiful, beautiful. Uh, yeah. So I can tell you because I've witnessed the migration. I've seen it. I've seen all I thought was it was going to be happen through interest and attention. And I've seen that that which already is doesn't need any interest and attention to happen. It's happening, yeah. The interest and attention was mostly on the imagined one who is gonna get something from sharpening its interest and focusing and, you know, like laser-like uh, focus of the attention. No, there has been a loss of interest in that Paul, yeah. And that's what was necessary. <laughs> no other loss of interest. If that Paul tries to lose interest, that's interest in Paul. There's a loss of interest in Paul. There is a loss of interest. No one doing it. It's just there's a loss of interest in it. It's almost as if you could see a dark blue uh, sweater fading. Yeah just watching the color come out of it yeah yeah and then enriching that blue instead of just constantly seen as a property of that sweater is now just there doing its thing yeah yeah so i feel satsang is more than enough how many years have some of you gone and done shit do you think another year is going to do it i mean why do you think all the years happened to, to convince us that they're failed? That time will not lead us to timelessness. Mm -hmm. It just won't. Get off the bus. Yeah. You won't know what else is coming to pick you up. You think there's only the bus that can take you there. This is more like a fucking, you know, no one gets on a cable car in San Francisco for efficiency. They get it to look at the city. Yeah. Beautiful freaking. It's a fucking unbelievable thing going up a hill. You're hanging off the side of it. You're not going to get to your appointment the earliest time. It's not like uh, when you go on waves, the GPS, they try to always give you the quickest time. You have to actually have a certain app to say, I want to go the scenic route. Yeah. Well, life could be like a scenic route. Yeah. If there's no point of getting there anyway, 
you might as well take the scenic route. The GPS can't switch into that. Yeah, it can. It's got its limitations. That's how the greatest aspect of the system is that it's failed, just as it says in The Course in Miracles. What can a failed system show you? Well, to me, it's failed. That's what it can show us. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't it shown us enough? Do you really need to go back to get another one, another failure? I mean, seriously, you know, how, you know, if, if the horse is dead and you've been listening to it for six minutes and there's not been a beat or breath, it's not, it's the eighth minute isn't going to have a breath or a beat. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead a new possibilities available you got to get up <laughs> so <laughs> do you think the beauty of the world you saw today was the world's beauty it was our beauty being expressed you were given the eyes to see what can be imagined in us instead of the fucking same old same old yeah. And what does the greatest beauty demand capture? I don't think so. It's always like a butterfly. When you try to grab it, it's out. You know, if you stop and lose interest, it may land on you. But it very rarely is going to come to you when you're trying to grab it. <laughs> yeah. So. Satsang, powerful. Yeah. You know what happens? I get it with AA. AA has a way of life, 12 steps, and they also have a, an organized way of life, the community, the 12 traditions. Yeah. So the community practices the 12 traditions so that individuals can stay sober, really, and have meetings and everything like that available. And one of them is a beautiful tradition. It says, a loving God, if you don't like the word God, let's just say love, a loving love uh, expresses itself through our group conscience. Yeah. Don't you feel something expressing itself through our group conscience? Satsang. Even, even with the mechanism of Zoom, it's felt. You can feel it. Yeah. Now, is it a culmination of how all of us are feeling? I don't believe so. Some people may be feeling bad, some people, but when we're together, something else is produced. It's not individual parts adding up to a collective sum. The sum overrides the parts, yeah? So there's a presence or a grace or something that overrides the condition of each part of the Zoom. It's awesome, man. Yeah, we have this in AA all the time. People come in, a new person, and they always stay. A lot of times they'll go, I can't believe how I feel so accepted here and everything. But everyone's judged the hell out of them when they walked in. Yeah. Everyone said, look, this guy's a fucking loser. He's got no teeth or something else like that. I hope he doesn't sit next to me. Whatever. You know, there's a lot of judging going on, but it doesn't seem to affect the collective space. Yeah. The collective space is following the love and tolerance. That is our creed. 
So almost in spite of individuality, the collective overrides the individuals. Yeah. What is satsang but that? The association with truth. Yeah. I think the association with truth is an event where truth overrides the individuality. That's all. Yes. And hopefully we feel a little humility and a little gratitude. Uh, maybe expressed seemingly as an individual, but more from the collective. Yeah. Yeah. Like a wonderful, wonderful space. Yeah. Mm. So the satsang is non-duality, not two. We've been going it over a little bit the last few days. Not two is, let's say there's an experience. That experience gets claimed by a dualistic narration. Yeah. So the object of the experience is this idea of Paul. And then the subjectiveness of the experience is going to be another idea of Paul. Yeah. Both ideas of Paul think they're different. Yes. So the one that's being objectified is the same as the, the one that's being subjectified. Yeah. So when in the who am I, the one who asks the question, who am I, and the one that's being asked the question, neither of them are us. Yes. So who am I? So, so I get the idea of asking, who am I? So here I go. Who am I? And then something comes up and says me. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's the thing that said, who am I? Yeah. It sounds like something else that says me. So now in this case, what usually happens is people recognize that sound that said me as not them, but they're not recognizing the one who asked the question is not them. Yes. So now they got a half full bucket and they're wondering why the water isn't refreshing. They're not getting enough because this is non-duality, non-two, not two. Yeah. Not the objectified Paul and not the subjectified Paul, neither. That which is talking about the objective Paul is not you. Yeah. Just that which is saying that Paul is crazy is just as crazy as that Paul. Yeah. When they both get negated, then there's an ease and comfort. Then there starts to be a traveling lighter that gets stable. Yeah. Because now you follow the message, which is not two. Yeah. Not an objective Paul, not a subjective Paul. Hallelujah. Try it. You probably have objectified the bad mic for years, but you've been getting your ass kicked by the subjective mic that keeps berating the inadequacies of the objective mic, yes? So if you think it's you that's now being hard on what you're not with the hopes of getting in and into shape, you've missed it, yeah? 
this it's not non one it's non two yeah not two not one not two yeah so when you see that the the coin of this mental currency are both heads there's no tail it's head and then head yeah <laughs> the one head even though it's right on the other side doesn't know the other head <laughs> it's i'm not the one head being said by the other head <laughs> it's like that creature that had two heads and they were always at each other's throats <laughs> they were with, who the fuck are you who the fuck are you who <laughs> <laughs> if you take one side it doesn't work if you take the other side it doesn't work if you see both sides are not true that works yeah. now the blow of non-duality has been administered it's not not one it's not it's not two yeah there you go I didn't see that when I heard non-duality. I didn't. I still thought that which one that which was asking the question, who am I, was what I really was. And I was waiting to see what I wasn't was gonna say. Yeah. I did. And hearing the message, it probably was very subtle, but it was happening until finally it was included because you see the objective. Paul and the subjective Paul in time do not appear at the same time to negate each other. Usually there's the event, yeah, that you supposedly did, and then there's a witness of that event that you supposedly did. Yeah? They're not at the same time. So they never run into each other. One appears before as the objective real Paul and then the real of Paul, the subject, has something to say about it. Yeah? Not two. You, you can see both, obviously. You've seen one pretty well. Why can you not see the second? You're before both. You're not only before one and then the other you're after. No, you're before both. All you need is an understanding that the job ain't done when you see just one. It's all through when you see the two. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So if you have trouble, look at Ramana Maharshi's stuff and try to find it. It's, it's written in a couple different places because people wrote about his teachings where he explains this, that that which asks the who am I and that which is asked the who am I, are both not you. Yeah? So they both, when they're at the same time and they see each other, it, it's negation, yes? Yes. So finally they meet. The one who's asking the question, who am I? Because how many people have really investigated this way? They investigate a lot about that, but who am I turned in and then a reaction? Yeah. Wow. They meet. 
like that. And what you don't hear anything. And that you're hearing everything. Yeah. That's us. <laughs> what more are you gonna do? I mean, something came to a halt finally. There's been a pause. The pause reveals. Yeah. Do you think you're going to forget that? Just like we use that example of, you know you have a place to live, and it doesn't matter how long you stay at work, the length of time at work or how hard the day of work is doesn't convince you otherwise that you don't have a place to stay. There's a knowing that you have a place to stay. Yeah? And a lot of shit can happen, but it's not going to sway that knowing. There's a knowing in us, yeah? Not knowledge, like that statement from, uh, I don't know if it was Huang Po. Knowledge is limited, but knowing is, un is unlimited, yeah? So the knowing is unlimited, and it's here. We have it, yeah? Or it has us. Maybe it hovers right around the I am before any fucking distillation or or neutering it or mutating it could happen by the mental state. Maybe it's like the only knowledge that is not of time, a knowing not of time, yeah? You walk around, I don't have to chant, I have a house, I have a house, I have a house. I know I have a place to go tonight, yes? Do you think I stopped stop for 10 minutes when we, we left Tomales Bay? And going over, do I have a place to stay? Do I have a house? No, I just got on the road, didn't look, listen to GPS, drove towards Novato because that's where we live. And the doors weren't locked when we got home. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you need to wait until you get home to be convinced that you have one? Or is there a knowing? that you have one. I knew I had one halfway home. <laughs> I didn't have to start the journey to get convinced I have a house. <laughs> it's not a plate, it's not something that gets debated at the moment. Now, if I don't have a house, like the time I was in that Turkish rug emporium, not knowing I don't have a house, gave me an incredible immunity to buying an oriental rug because I had no place to put it. And I didn't care how great they were. I was not going to buy a rug without a flaw. F-L-O-O-R. Yeah, it was just that simple. I didn't learn that in school. I didn't wrote. I didn't memorize it. It's a feeling in us. Do you have that feeling? That when you've heard satsang, when you've heard this message, there was an aha. Didn't you feel that it was a knowing before knowing? I had that. I was in fucking Harbin Hot Springs listening, I think, to Adyashanti. Adyashanti said something, and I sat there, and I just felt I know something before all this fucking knowledge. Yeah, I did. I had a feeling. I didn't say, oh, please give me the knowledge. No. Satsang just triggered the knowing. 
It, there was no, the knowledge is truly un, unnecessary. It's only necessary when we're ignorant of the knowing or unsuspecting of it. So therefore we need a little push. We need an understanding. We need an invitation, but the invitation does not produce the knowing. The knowing is here. It's already here. It just gets tickled and triggered maybe. Yes. And then you're walking around. Am I okay? You're not, am I okay? You're, you're feeling okay. It's, am I okay? Everyone you meet, am I okay? Am I okay? No. Yes, there's a knowing. You don't have to maintain it. You're not breathing, you know? It's just, I feel it's built in all of us. Yeah. So, yeah. If you have any questions or any shares, yeah, let's just join the jamboree. Uh, we have Philip back up from down under and then Dana. Why don't I mute, Philip? Philip? Hi, everybody. Hi, Paul. <clears throat> um, yeah, the question sort of dissipated a bit. I'm just listening to you. <laughs> I just wanted to share something that struck me when I listened to you on Saturday. Just the idea, and for the first time I'd seen something, the idea of, of devotion happening through the action figure rather than as the action figure. Just a huge difference between that. Uh, and I know uh, <clears throat> I, 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 we have a sort of a small... Um, non-dual group here in Brisbane that I attend to. I'm always thinking up, before I go there, I'm always thinking up things that I can bring to the meeting, you know, and, and interesting questions and ideas. I realize that that's just, that's just more of the action figure wanting to kind of be a non-dual hero, if you like, you know, within the group. But then I listened, I listened to the other day, I just really, just that flick between the expression of devotion happening through rather than as it's just and and the loss of interest just allows that opening i, I realized that allowed me that opening and it's kind of like it it's nothing it's not a like you said it's not chasing a peak experience or something it's just a simple simple kind of switch that happens just out of nowhere you know it's um it's just a just a a ping, sort of beautiful opening thing that struck me. And um, I just want to thank you for that because it was, it was uh, just listening to you in the car, you know. So, um, it was just, yeah, and, and just had this warm feeling all coming over me, the idea of devotion. And you said your devotion is not so much love, it's more terrible, it's more intellectual. And there are many different expressions of this, a devotion through the action figure's tendencies or whatever. And um, I just found that quite a beautiful thing. It just, yeah, it really blew my mind, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Well, that just verifies what we were just talking about, Satsa. Yeah, that's yeah, what exactly. Pings and stings and rings and bells. Yeah. I, yeah. I know you can teach a, a technique hmm? or a process or how do we get to this? And it's just the satsang itself that just creates the opening and that's all there is, you know, whereas if you go to a lot of 
you know, they say, oh, let's meditate, let's 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 do a chant, let's do a, you know, all, all this. But I, your yours is so simple. It's so it's just just turn up, and and that's it. You know. Yes. Listen. Well, we let satsang do the talking. Hmm. Yeah, we don't need a mobile satsang. We all sit. You're not moving around that that much. Yeah, you're disarmed. And then look at what happens. And then look at what happens when you're busy trying to arrive somewhere. Yeah. I mean, So, like the language shift, the emphasis, okay, I want to arrive at on having never left. Okay, so. Yes, sir. Yeah, so. On having never left just negates the need for arrival, yes? Yes, yet the arrival was necessary to get that negation on having never left. Yeah. yeah. yeah? So no, no matter what happens, value is extracted. No matter what happens, value is extracted or given. Yeah? yeah. So something can succeed, hallelujah. Something can fail, hallelujah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Something cannot work, hallelujah. Something can work, hallelujah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, I I saw it on a on a action figure level with recovery. Recovery would have a statement that says, no matter how far down the scale you have fallen, you will find out that wherever you are has 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 great value. Yeah, in the service of others, and I'm telling you, I've experienced that intimately over and over again i've seen uh from a world of black and white i see value i didn't come it didn't it came it didn't i didn't learn it i didn't try to figure it out i was just seeing one way which was black and white and now i see another way which sees value in everything far out yeah <clears throat> First of all, there would be no way in hell I would be able to get there because I had no idea of that. None. All I, the only idea I had of had of anything was already given a meaning of black or white. It was either or, yes or no. Either I'm doing this or I'm doing that. No inclusivity, none whatsoever. How am I going to map out a plan to leave one condition, which is tattooing everything else? to get to somewhere else. I couldn't. What happens? The truth is told about the previous condition, the black and white. I have the examples of it. I have an understanding offered to me to now look over something and see incredible value out of what I thought should have just been thrown away. Yeah. This to me is satsang. This to me is non-dual. I believe that understanding of non-duality is quite a rare understanding. I do. I do not believe it's out of the mill of understandings. It has a different flavor, a different bent. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. it truly is. 
And it's the best understanding I've ever run into to bring out the misunderstandings. It just brings things into harsh contrast and all the evidence that was sort of something was like, uh, you know, agitating the water, you know, not allowing it to be clear. The understanding of non-duality brings into a very sharp contrast. Yes. Just beautiful. And I feel I've listened to non-duality for years now. Yeah. I've, see it do whatever it's doing it's seamless it's seamless it doesn't ever have a an uh an, an off stitch in the fabric that it, it's 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 expressing it's just seamless it has it is so far into the mental logic it just confounds the mental logic like when you when a dog is trying to understand you and can't, and it does that thing with the head, you're constantly watching the mental logic doing exactly that. It just cannot, it cannot see, it cannot follow a line that's not linear and straight. It cannot, it just doesn't. So it's beautiful. And if, if you I just love, someone... love non-duality. Yeah. As it, I just says it's just a basic understanding of things. Yeah. Yeah. If you explain the idea of everything having value like you just did, you'd be you'd be considered insane because it just doesn't make sense in the in 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 the, in, the, in the head's point of view because it has a hierarchy of what's valuable and what isn't. But that's so beautiful. That's just the well. It's true. If you just sit around, everything shows itself, and I believe. It's the eye that gives the meaning to what the eyes lay upon. Yes. So when this, when the basis of what you call you changes and in the action figure it does, and you see a new, someone who just had a very clear right or wrong, dark or light, and just to see what can a failed system show you, it's failed. That's incredibly valuable. Yeah. What can all the thoughts that seem to drive me show me that they're not my thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think you would arrive at where you already are without this little imaginary journey. Yeah. Because we are that already, but it doesn't seem to make any uh, impact. So we have to see what we're not to arrive at what we are. Truly, I feel here. I truly, I truly believe negation is necessary for the affirmation to become strongly obvious in this event. I do. Yeah. You can't just say there is no world to someone who believes there's a world who's living as if there's a world. It doesn't fucking work. If you say you, there's no person, what's going to hear that is a person. The person program is going to hear the message. There is no person. It doesn't work. Yeah. You've got to describe what we can feel and then bring to, and you're not. Yes. There's first the allegiance to something and then the negation of something. If there's a denial of that something, it never works. If you're so sick and tired of feeling at being at the effect of the world and you want to say there is no world, 
to get relief from the world. It doesn't work. Yeah. When I heard there is no person as a person, it didn't work. Yeah. I had, that's when it worked. When I heard the message, I'm not a person. Yes. As a person, that's when it worked. Yeah. Instead, see, I needed this. I needed, see, there it was. You're not a person. Oh, well, that's great. If you're not a person, everything should be, that should drop it. But no, I had to see what reacted to not a person is not the person. <laughs> that to me is what was necessary. That was the added ingredient I felt certain messages didn't have. And to me, this is negation. Yes. You allow that which you think you are to arise, and then it's met with, and I'm not that. Instead of trying to deny it's arriving, arising, which doesn't do anything, it keeps arising. There's an arising of it. It's right there in, in the joy of claiming everything, and, and I'm not that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. And, and, and the loss of interest, ironically, creates an opening for immense interest. Yeah, that's right. Yes, exactly. Or the interest that's been, you know, put in things that are, I would not say are worthy of interest. It gets withdrawn from those fucking mental banks and now enriches your day. Yes, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, and it may enrich other people's day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Paul. Thanks so much. Yeah, you're welcome, bro. Happy. You ready for Dana? Yes. Dana. Um, hi. I have a question about what satsang. Satsang is association satsang. with truth. So mm -hmm. sat and sang. I think sat is truth, right? And sang is association or community or something like that. So it's satsang. It's a Hindu word, yes? Sat, I think, is truth, yeah. Sat. And then song is an association or a group or, yeah, community, yes? So satsang. Okay. We're, we're associating with truth. And All the... Oh, go ahead. No, no, that's it. Um, oh, I'd like to read uh, say some of the stuff that you said about, I'm not going to say his name right, because I don't know what the whole, Raman. Ramana. Ramana. Mahashi. I think he died in 1950. 50, okay. And uh, he was... Um, he lived near, he lived in a town called Tiru, uh, what was it called? Tiru, what's the name of that place? Well, it's near a very Tiru, famous- Tiruvamanalai. Yeah, yeah. So he lived there most of his life, never left. And uh, a lot of people came to visit. A lot of people came to stay. And he he got there very young. He had a, a, 
a sort of a death experience. And he asked that he said, who's who dies and something happened. He ran away from home, ended up there, sat in silence for many, many years, I think. Uh, realized that wasn't working. <laughs> no one seemed to be getting it. So then he brought about <laughs> he, his first talk was uh, talking about something that was mentioned in the Vedas, the earliest scriptures in the world, which is uh, self-inquiry, yes? The who am I, or actually from whence do I come? Or from whence do we come? A question. So then he asked, he put that out as the only way that could work, that and surrender, yes? Or surrender. So if you feel like you're outmatched and totally overwhelmed by life, surrender is probably a good way to go. If you want to get to the origins of the misery, self-inquiry, yeah? So usually basically talk to people as where they were, and he presented those two possibilities, yeah? Okay. On an Thank absolute you. level, he said, who is there to surrender and to whom? But on a practical level, he would advise people, surrender, thy will is done, and you may be able to travel lighter that day. Instead of thinking your life is completely holy on you and feeling like you're outmatched. Yes. Yeah. You can yes. find you can find solace and like we rely on the idea of a higher power in in recovery. The Course in Miracles has the the Holy Spirit that speaks uh, you know, takes the same information the brain does, but collates it completely differently. And so now you're being directed by the Holy Spirit instead of the head. And uh, things go better. Yeah, so that's... Ramana Maharshi lived in diapers his whole life. Pretty good. Yeah, and the only things that's, that uh, enlightened around him was animals, which was great. Peacocks and cows and shit. <laughs> 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 so I went to where he lived and uh, he had passed away and he lived in a hall really where people were coming in and out all the time and then he got sick so they moved them to this little room and that room was sort of like a, a museum piece and you could you couldn't go in it but you could check it out from outside and he had he had, he had sat in a cave for a long time and if you entered that cave, it was like a nuclear reactor. You could feel heavy-duty mojo going on. Yeah, pretty cool. So I think he's the godfather of non-duality. Yeah, I'd like to read about him. Yeah, he's pretty... Uh, there's a very nice one that has... It's a, it's a picture book, and it has incredible statements and a lot of pictures of his life. I would recommend that. It's a bigger okay. book. Yeah, it's, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's a very nice book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I was going to say, uh, because of everything you're talking about and uh, how things work and don't work, um, I feel like I spent most of my sobriety thinking it, it was up to me. I mean, I had God there, but it was up to me. So I, I, I couldn't go to God. I just had, I don't, you know, I was like thinking, well, he wants me to do it. 
he wants me to pull myself up by my own bootstraps. Yes. Well, that and was the not, play in God, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now I know that. Yes, it's good to know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you know it, you may know you're not it. That's playing God. Right. And there'll right. be a loss of interest in it. And now uh, it's, it's, it's scope and sphere of playing God will be severely limited. <laughs> it won't be yeah. ruining your fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a big improvement for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm happy, honey. I'm very happy. Uh, you know, time isn't a huge thing. So beta Late, early, doesn't matter. The getting of yeah. it is, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy to watch it happening with you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. All right, and anyone else, Mike? Um, no other hand, hands showing? Nope. Hey, Craig May, what's uh, I, the, the outfit's interesting. What are, what are you? You seem like, uh, what's his name who played Dr. Evil? <laughs> That's a, like a fucking spandex outfit on. What's going on? I'm just fucking cold. Go That's down funny. a hill with lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to keep warm, mate. That's all. Oh, you're trying to keep warm. Oh. I can, yeah, I can see my. It does look a bit weird. <laughs> oh. You're no Doctor Evil like this. <laughs> <laughs> you're in better shape. Couldn't fit into that. Like I'm about to jump on my motorcycle or something. Yes, that's right. That's right. You got to race. Got to race. I thought it, it. Thought it was a wetsuit. <laughs> a wetsuit. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see someone sit at the satsang with a wetsuit on. They'd be chanting, I'm not a body, I'm not a body, I'm not a body. Because <laughs> you'd feel fucking pretty, pretty, pretty hot. <laughs> and, uh, oh, you'd run out of the room. Uh, <laughs> five, five mil, you'd be pouring sweats. <laughs> I just enjoyed it. It looked like uh, we were going to have like a, uh, it was going to be motorcycles at Craig's Corner. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, Moto Guzzi. Isn't the Moto Guzzi? Could I, could I ask, uh, what does this All right. I just wanted to, you know, say could I ask a question? Oh, oh yeah. You can ask questions. It's, it's Simon. Yeah, you're, here, you're hearing me? Yeah. I, hear you. I, have a I have a question that is interesting for me. The relationship between wanting and spontaneous existence. So as I sit here, I can just rest in the fact that being is here. And as this, I can see it as the sense I'm, I'm here. And I can see, okay, this sense I'm here. I can give it a name and saying, oh, I'm here, Simon is here and Simon. Or I can see I'm here and this can rest as impersonal being here. So I don't give it a name. So it's like uh, 
beingness is here. So I look outside and I say, okay, this same beingness is everywhere and uh, I appear in it. So I don't need to personalize. So I go outside and I don't ever need to personalize myself because I see that in a sense, I'm existing within something that has already, let's say a place for what I call me, like a tree has many leaves and the leaf doesn't need to concern itself about, am I getting food today? Because the leaf is on the tree. The leaf is trusting that it's on the tree and maybe it's not even trusted. It's just there, maybe it doesn't even know it's a, it's a leaf. So sometimes it's a little bit like this. I feel like I'm leaf on the tree. And um, yeah, just it's okay. There is a sense of okayness about being, uh, of course, I'm not a leaf, I'm an entity, but this entity is like an entity in a body. And there is a trust that this body um, is taking care. So whatever happens, I say, okay, it's the destiny of this form in this body. The leaf call, falls and dies and is not concerned, is not even aware maybe. So same here, I say, okay, this existence is just existence inside the tree. I don't know yes. if I'm able Diamond. to obey. Diamond, yeah. can I jump in a second? Yeah, please. Now, something in you, yeah. I would say it's rooted in programming, mental programming, is going to arise up and claim this impersonal existence, yeah? Yes. By seeing that's not you is probably going to work better because it's going to show up anyway, yeah? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You think, so, oh, yeah, this is good. I understand this. Yeah, just if you take another step back mm -hmm. and instead of having they're like, it's this and then that, and I want to sort of have less of that, just this and then seeing that is just more this, yeah? Do you understand? The head is going to come and acclaim whatever state's happening. It's mechanical. Yeah. It's not a part of Simon. So if Simon is 100% in the impersonal vibration, the voice in the head is still probably going to say, I'm having the experience. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I do not believe you need to erase that. I need, I believe mm -hmm. you can negate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From the panoramic. So now there's Simon or there is the impersonal presence. And then there's that mechanical aspect that arises to claim the impersonal presence. And seeing that the claiming of the the impersonal presence uh, doesn't produce an effect, yeah? Because you see it, yeah? Yeah, so it can go on arising because that's it's going to go on arising anyway. It can go on arising not to be seen as a, a conflict or, a, or a, 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 you know, another side of the pole, no. There's what's happening in personal presence. There's a rising of the story of Simon saying, I want more personal presence or whatever. Yes. Instead yeah. of whacking that Simon, just see it as not you. And then, yeah. And then the, the personal presence will be completely, I mean, impersonal presence will still be completely impersonal 
when there's the sense of a personal presence. It doesn't change a thing. Yes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The other one is going to be spiritual warfare. And the, the skirmish is you're, you've lost already because you're giving relevance to a mechanical action. It's just mechanical. The head is going to claim whatever it, you and I bring it into contact with. You and I as the impersonal presence. Yeah. When we when we when there's contact here, the mental state is going to arise and claim that contact to imply there's a someone who's in contact. And then that someone wants more contact, let's say, or let's say radical mm -hmm. contact or ex, you know, extreme contact. This and you can say, okay, I'm going to pivot as the impersonal presence and slay the personal presence no it's that's more that's all personal presence you just see it as not you yeah from the impersonal you see the personification of something as not you but it's going to keep doing it it is it's mechanical i've seen someone so many people who think they're awake get so bummed out when the head just keeps doing what it's always done. <laughs> they, they thought somehow they were the head and they're not. And they thought, well, I've completely changed. And then they get bummed out when the head doesn't exhibit that it's completely changed. It, you're not the head. This isn't a choice. It's mechanical. Yeah. It's there. It gets triggered by conscious contact. It's not conscious and it's not in contact. We are. But it gets triggered and it tells its story. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make it doesn't leave any mark until you get into it. <laughs> and then, all right, there'll be more of this stuff if I can get rid of that. That's duality, man. Man. Yeah. Like the big Lebowski saying, that's duality, man. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So that's my opinion. That's my humble opinion by observation. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So impersonal presence gets personalized by a mechanical activity. Yeah. 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 Has yes. anything changed in the impersonal? No. No. Just tell us, just see it, just like you're seeing everything else, meaning of being aware of it. You now be you're now aware of a mental mechanical activity. All right. Yeah. You yes, start aware of that before. Maybe that not being aware of that, which was really fucking with the impersonal presence experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope you followed it. Yes. Yes, yes, I follow. I'm just wondering if this kind of subtle tension to Imagine that there is something to be understood comes to an end or not. Of course it does. Mm. So where is the end then? <laughs> like for myself now, what works? If I understand, I understand myself through freedom, towards freedom. Yesterday I was in a conversation, let's say a spontaneous satsang. And we were kind of helping each other into freedom, like dissolving, like um, 
because I understand that it's connected to believe that something should be believed or understood. If you stop believing that there is something that should be understood, then everything just is revealed simple, spontaneous existence. And in it, you appear only as an idea who is trying to be free from, from something. And at the end, the idea doesn't need to be free because as you say, it was never bound. It's just an idea moving around like the fly, like a fly. So then you understand I'm not the fly, I'm the space in which the fly is moving. The fly is trying to go through the window, but I'm not the fly, I'm watching the fly, trying to move out of the window. So the moment I understand I'm not the fly hitting the window, I'm watching the fly, I see myself as the fly trying to get off the window, then immediately I'm aware that I'm not free. As you see, there is no need for movement. Fly. I'm gonna huh? squish that fly, Simon. Yeah. Push the fucker right now. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. All right, Mike. Anyone else? Uh, Lynn D. I'm gonna get over that outfit. I'm digging. I'm digging the outfit, Craig. I wish I had that when I was out using and shit. Oh, look at the other. Uh, got a, another. Is it that cold in Melbourne? It's cold today, mate. Yeah. Hey, listen. You're not gonna ask me if I can send you my leather jacket, are you? No. 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 <laughs> I would never take a man's leather jacket away from him. <laughs> I'd sell you another, but I won't I take it. it. If you want it that bad, I would send it to you, Paul. That's how highly no, I think of it. No, no, I have not. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to Italy in about a month. Yeah, yeah. Exquisite. Yeah. He's yeah. not kidding. I got a scarf in the mail the other day from him. I know, Craig. I know he's not kidding. Yes. <laughs> Love you, Craig. I want to keep it. Put it in the closet in Craig's corner. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else that visits may need it. Yeah. All right, Brad. I got enough. I got an uh, a nice leather jacket already. Thank you, though. Right. Always a pleasure yeah. to see you. Yeah, you too, mate. You too. Anyone else? Lynn D. Lynn D. Mm -hmm. All right. Maybe after this, it's we're gonna go. Oh, Mike, can you still see me or what? Yeah. Oh. Yes. All right. Uh, I'll be quick because I know it's late. Um, so your conversation with Simon. I'll, I'll just say what, what happened uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Tuesday. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I live, I work from home. I'm alone a lot. I don't go out much anymore. And it's kind of a preference really. Um, and I had the experience going from, I had to get on a zoom call with about 65 people. And I went into uh, and I'm sorry, I'm not turning my camera on tonight, but um, 
I, I had kind of a trigger. It was a trigger for me to see 65 people on a screen. I have a large screen and it, it, it triggered something regarding the experience of non-separation that I pulled out. Uh, I decided at that moment that I was feeling enough fear that I, I sort of went back into the pattern of protecting myself by choosing to be the character because that's my safe place. And, but I at the same time saw that it was really the thoughts that preceded that or was triggered, the feelings were triggered by the thoughts. And, uh, and so I just went into a familiar place out of a feeling of self-protection. And I don't trust many people. So I'm, I'm struggling with um, not to back and forth because there's traveling lighter and then when I attend a satsang, a large satsang, all of a sudden I'm seeing my mind judging and I saw the thoughts as a form of separation. In other words, I saw that I have a pattern of judging in order to keep myself separate, in order to keep myself safe. And I spent the day in suffering, in psychological suffering, crying most of the day. Even though I had seen that the thoughts created it, it brought up in my body the same feelings I used to live with constantly of deep depression. And then I attended uh, a satsang today, but it, what it was was a book club study of Atmananda Krishnamanan's teachings, so many chapters, and, and, and I was automatically drawn into the truth. And I prefer that lightness, but I didn't go there on my own. It was satsang that allowed, that gave me that experience. And, and I was able to, because of that, uh, I could compare one of them made the other one stand out as preferable or not, I should say not preferable and not me. But at the moment I chose, yesterday at the moment, I chose to be not the not me because it was more comfortable. And I recognized that it arose out of fear. But I don't, I don't, I don't think I, it's like a, my preference is Zoom calls to retreats with lots of people because of that triggering. How am I ever going to be comfortable? And who's speaking? I don't. I don't even know which I is speaking. Sometimes. Maybe this is a bigger question, and we could talk about it 
next time. Yeah, I think that would be better. Okay. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it felt big, so thank you for listening, Paul. I appreciate it and everybody. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else, Mike? No. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. William is waving his hand. His physical hand. All right, William. <laughs> William. You're still muted. William, still we muted. can't hear you. We see yeah. you talking, but we can't hear you. William, we can't hear you. I say I was a little late. All right, now we just heard a little late, so let's uh, from hey, there. And more uh, about like, and I, I was getting myself rushed. I got a phone call at the same time. My lady friend called, I missed her call, I missed you guys by a few minutes, and I got myself all discombobulated over it. And then I find myself beating myself in the head and not being more careful or whatever. And then I find myself not knowing where to stand. I find myself looking to grasp something, and I just feel out of it. Well, William, do me a favor. Yes. Take three deep breaths. Yeah. Breathe into your belly, not your not your lungs, chest, but into your belly. Just I'll go with you. Ready? Hold it for a second or two. Let it out. Another one. Yes, you feel a little better. You didn't leave the group. You're here. You're part of the collective. I want to share with you something, what happened with me when I was early on in recovery. I would be maybe be going home and I start feeling all these different feelings and my head reported I was going into a transcendental experience. And I called it a spiritual peak moment. And what I found out is I just needed to have a bologna sandwich. <laughs> True. I just, I, I didn't have enough, too much blood. There was nothing. I needed food. I was thinking I was ready to transcend this little narration in the head 
this fucking subjectivized Paul that doesn't have a clue what's going on. He thought hunger was a spirit, a, a spiritual awakening. And it was answered with a bologna sandwich with mayo to talk to my friend ham and cheese with mayo. Maybe that was the essential ingredient. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't have to be profound, William. We just need to breathe a little deeper. Yes. Because when the head gets anxious, it shortens the breath. We don't have to have why it does or not. It doesn't matter. Just elongate the breath. Just breathe deeper for a minute, for 30 seconds. Yeah. And I bet you the hostile territory you think you're in will become chilled out a little. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes uh, the head is the complication of what's simple. Yes. It has its chores it can handle. You shouldn't be, uh, you know, it shouldn't be discussing the origins of life and shit. It's above its pay scale. Just freaking breathe. Yes, breathe. Yeah. And you know what? No matter what condition you're in, you're always welcome in Zen Bitch Lab. Yes. Feeling discombobulated, feeling combobulated, feeling this, feeling that. Don't let your head uh, set up a requirement to sit in satsang. Just sit in fucking satsang and let it wash over you. It's got a very healing effect. Yes? A lot of questions are answered before the person asks the question. Yeah? Just by being in this space. Yeah? So if you feel like you're a little bit... Just breathe a little deeper. Most people do not breathe. They don't. They breathe from their their throat up. They don't. And the breath has a lot to do with calming the brain. Yeah. And sometimes just a few deep breaths better than a, a sutra, a Buddhist sutra, trying to explore it, the deeper meanings of it. Just breathe. Yeah. Just feel okay now. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's my. You all right, bro? Now. Yeah. I remember the time you came in, William. I'm so, I'm so happy with your presence here. Yeah, you're part and parcel of the us, and this the influence on all of the you and me's is of the us. Yeah. So. Yeah. simple thing this there's a fly on the window squish it. yeah if you're feeling like you're a little disconnected you can have you have permission to take a minute or two this isn't like a race with a fucking something over you know surveilling every movement of you you can take it slow you can take it fast everyone's a winner Yes, yeah, just don't. This head likes to fucking whip people into some meritocracy or something. You know? Yeah. We enjoyed the day today. My Amelia and I sat down and we, we both measured each other's worth to see if we were worthy of having a good day together from about 9 to 9.30. We wet, I weighed it. 
and I think we need to do more, more. And then someone gave me a call and I had to rush down to the post office and that sealed the deal. I did something for someone else. Let's go have some fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're with us no matter what, bro. Just let's not take ourselves so freaking seriously. We're a lot better off than we think we are. Really, we're much closer to the beginning line than you think. Right on. You know, it's just uh, the counsel that we are in the habit of listening to does not give us wise counsel. It just doesn't. Yeah. So this is what can interrupt that one-on-one -on -one conversation, satsang. Come and listen, and it's like a, it's like a community, a communal shower. We all get clean together. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm happy. You feeling all right, bro? Now. All right. Great. Great. Yes. Yeah. All right. Anyone else? Hmm? Mike, is that all? Nope, no hands. Okay. I have the great pleasure of saying hello and goodbye. So it's time for goodbye. Mike, thanks for the service and everyone. My friend down under, David, nice to see you, bro. Melbourne's looking a little cold. Well, my clock in Mexico. All I heard when I was down there, it's the perfect temperature. Everyone loves it. <laughs> The climate of that town yeah, that was its biggest selling point a lake that no one can swim in eh. but <laughs> side you know roads that were not roads they were fucking like little mountain ranges <laughs> but but the temperature is great very temperate i loved it <laughs> craig may always a pleasure bro yeah we're going to have to call Craig's Garage now also. Craig's Corner and Craig's Garage. Buddy, I hope you're happy with the Wi-Fi tonight. Yeah, yeah. Philip from Brisbane. I don't, I don't, I never picture Brisbane cold. It was always stinking hot when I was there. Yeah. La, 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 la. Yeah, yeah, looking like, uh, yes, all's going well, better. Simon, thank you, Simon. Alan Olson, thank you for the uh, the cash. It went to the appropriate person. Excuse me. Not me, way. yeah, <laughs> so be assured. I know this shirt looks expensive, but it wasn't your money that got it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Miss Amelia sitting on the couch. Here we are. Look at this. The three amigos. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bus station. <laughs> I don't want to take the with bus with any of these people. <laughs> we got uh we got John. John, our bug man, taking good care of the bugs. Very good. Greg, Minneapolis. Yes. Miranda, yes, there she is, Idaho, but not from Idaho. I've been, Dana, nice to see you, Dana, enjoying sobriety. 
Hey, Paul, Chad. it's Gillette, Wyoming tonight, not Minneapolis. Oh, you're in Wyoming. All right. Yeah, I'm oh. in Gillette. I'm, I'm driving out to Burning Man. Oh, you are? Yes. Wow. I'm going to help. I'm going to go give some service and help build. Oh, great. Are you going to live in the recovery section? Uh, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's exciting. You great back people. in. Tell us how it was. No, I, I might might be on a sat song when uh, I'm there. Who knows? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, great, great. Yeah, a lot of people we know go. But uh, I know. hasn't called me. Yes. Miranda. I just said hello to Miranda. Hold on, I'm going backwards. Dana, nice to see Dana again. Shannon Corkery. <laughs> we got Anand. Nice to see you, Anand. Fletch, Susanna W., She's getting ready for freaking Sicily. I know that. Zoe Banks. Yeah. I got the bomb scares ready, Zoe. <laughs> Angie, the famous smiling woman from Ontario. There she is. It's going to break soon. I can. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> Here we go. Richard H., my friend. Thank you, Richard. Hey, Paul. I want to sh a shout out to Gary. I don't know if he's here from Placerville. I'm always happy to. Shout out, Gary. He's out of the hospital. I think he's doing a lot better. Uh, I think that's it. I don't know how uh, we have Lynn and Marty. I think that's it for now. I can't get to the other page anyway. So, hey, nice to see Mike and everyone, Mike Clark and Michael Z, William Stamps, everybody. Uh, yeah, we'll hear, we're here tomorrow morning, recovery and so on and so forth. Everything's on Zen Bitch Slap event page. And I think it's it's all correct, the uh, directions there for the week. Okay? I hope to see some of you live someday. And 